Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. So thankful that you guys have found the podcast. You can find the podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can watch the video portion there. Uh, you can also find it anywhere that you can get your podcast. And also we'd like you guys to go to the new Facebook page, uh, When the Scriptures Become Real. I know I've talked to a bunch of you guys there already. You know, we've messaged um, you know, we've interacted, so I'm thankful for that. So if you haven't gotten to that, go to that, and uh, there we can interact. You can see what's new with the podcast uh, there on the Facebook page. So we're so thankful that you guys are here and that you have found the podcast. So today I've been looking forward to this one because I believe it was, I think, Monday we were supposed to do this, Cole, but we had to kind of uh, move around our schedules a little bit. So I'm thankful that he's here. Um, so we have uh, a friend of mine, brother of mine, Cole Bennett, and so I'll kind of pass it over to him and let Cole uh, introduce himself to you guys. All right, yeah. So uh, basically, I went through the Memphis School of Preaching, same same uh, school, <laughs> uh, and I just graduated this past year in twenty twenty one. Let's go. June. Yeah. So I started there in uh, June of twenty nineteen. I went to both summer schools. Uh, and then we made it through <laughs> last year. <laughs> and then uh, I never planned on preaching full time. Uh, and so I haven't been, but I have been, uh, I preached my, my two years uh, there. I preached every other Sunday about three times a, a month. And I, I probably preached about four or five times since I uh, gotten out of school. And I like to keep up doing that. And I, and I love, uh, I love, uh, hearing good sermons i love preaching and making sure i still keep up with it <laughs> yes sir yeah. but uh yeah i love i love just everything uh, about uh good sermons and, and hearing the word of god and so i think we're having a good a good podcast here yes sir i'm excited you know i'm i'm uh, thankful for cole and his family i actually went to school uh with his dad for a little bit and then obviously with his you know, I've gotten to know him and his family and, you know, Michelle and Rachel and and Brandon. So it's just it's just good to see, um, you know, Cole mature and grow and, um, you know, keep learning. And I'm proud of what he's doing. So I'm glad that he can be on the podcast with me today. All right. So, Cole, what we're going to talk about today is uh, is, a, is a topic that I think the scriptures um, talks about a lot. But I think this can really help us out as we're as we're growing and developing together. And that topic is. How can we overcome adversity? How can we overcome adversity? And as I think about this uh, introduction, here's here's what I think about when I think about adversity. I think about one phrase. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. And what I mean by that is sometimes, and I'll pass this to you as, as you think about this as well, Cole. Um, as I think about that phrase, it's always something. You know, we all are reaching for something. So, Paul and Philippians, you know, and all Christians were reaching towards heaven. But while we're here, there's other things that we reach for as well. You know, we got goals, we have dreams, we have hopes, we have things that we're reaching for. But doesn't it seem like every time you reach for it or every time you're working towards something or things are working out right now, then something always comes up. Some It's always something. And so you just get tired of always feeling like, when you reach for something or when something's going well or when something's going right, something always comes in the way 
to mess up that or to stop you from getting that goal. Does that make sense as we're talking about this, bro? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, that it happens, you know, I mean, yeah. life happens and that's, and that's, and that's a common phrase everybody says, it's always something going on. It's always yep. something that's getting in my way. I can't ever get ahead. Like, I, I mean, I know even people in my family say this a lot. Hey, it's always something that's happening to me that I can't seem to get ahead, you know? And yeah. so it happens to everybody. And so it's, we really do need to understand like, okay, how can we deal with this problem that we have in life? And, you know, how can we, how can we turn it into a positive? And how can we have a good good perspective on it? You know, because it's gonna happen. Yeah, right? it's gonna so, it's gonna happen. <laughs> right. So it's not like, oh, am I gonna am I gonna have problems? Like, no, you're gonna have problems. You are gonna fail. You're gonna run into roadblocks. But how do you deal with them? And so that's that's the topic that we're talking about. And so you know, mm. I, I think the first thing you know about uh, understanding these types of problems is just you gotta have a, the right perspective. Yeah. You know. You have to have the right perspective on stuff. So, Ooh. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. That's good. <laughs> That's good. All right. So, okay. So, as we talk about this, when, when you bring up that word perspective, and we're going to kind of transition to our first point here. So, when we talk about perspective, as we're walking this journey, and all of us are walking it together. So, we're walking this journey, and sometimes we can just feel you can almost feel yourself slipping sometimes. You can almost feel like you're like you're getting stuck. And so when, when you talk about adversity, even though things are in the way, there's always a way to overcome it. There's always a way, but it's just like you said, perspective, we have to, we have to look for it. So the first way to do that, as we're walking through with you guys today, number one, the first way how we can overcome adversity is we have to overcome evil. What does that, what does that mean? It sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? We had to overcome evil. Look at this, look at Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12. And I want to look at verse number 21. And again, if you're new to the podcast, open up your Bibles with us. You can go back and check for yourselves and and check your notes because we want to make sure that the Bible speaks and we're letting uh, the Lord talk to us here as we're studying together. So Romans chapter 12. And again, so Cole, here's what we're talking about here. As we're talking about overcoming adversity, there are certain things as Christians that we're going to have to overcome. And so he mentions in verse 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place or but rather give place unto wrath, uh, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. But watch verse twenty one. Be not overcome of evil. So think about this overcoming adversity. In our Christian walks, bro, isn't it so easy? to be overcome with, with adversity in this Christian walk. Yes, for sure. For Dude, sure. It's, it's insane. When, well, Cause think about it. Look at what he's saying here. He's saying, if your enemy hungers, feed him, but Lord, you don't know what he did to me. You don't, you don't know what they did. So I can't really, I can't really do that. Think about that, bro. If we're not doing what the Lord says here, we're letting evil overcome us. So then when evil's overcoming us, there's no way that we can overcome evil because we are a part of it. That's crazy, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a, see, and, and, and that's what we're talking about is if, if you're so caught up in the, in the adversity, mm. that you can't see the bigger picture. You see, then, then, then you, you become part of the, your own problem. Basically. 
You become part of your own problem because you add to it instead of instead of taking yourself a step back and, and you know instead of being in the track, basically as an illustration, instead of being on the tracks, seeing the train come to you and, and, and getting run over. <laughs> and it, basically being on the tracks is, is you're you're part of the problem. But if you step off the tracks, hey, you might leave you might leave some of your some of your things in the wayside, but you ain't gonna get decimated by the train <laughs> coming back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you might watch it, you might watch it happen, you might watch the train uh you know <laughs> run over your stuff, but you're not in the way. You see what I'm saying? So don't Man. become part of your problem. Don't become don't add to your problems by 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 uh by not being able to overcome evil, evil with the right perspective. Oh, right? that's it. And when we talk about that word perspective, as we're as we're building this idea together, one person I think about a lot when you talk about overcoming adversity and perspective on life was Joseph. Absolutely. So, so think about him for a second. I, I spent a lot of time just thinking about Joseph for for a little bit. Think about everything that he went through. So, if we just break it down, just from everything in Genesis. You know, obviously his brothers throw him in the pit. He's sold into slavery. After he's sold, then he's accused of doing something with Potiphar's wife that he didn't do. Then he's in jail. Then he's in jail for two years. He helps somebody. They forget about him. Then he comes out. Now he's second in command. So now think about everything that, that Joseph went through. What if he would have let each of those small instances, each of those small adversities, what if he would have let that overcome him? So now when his brothers needed his help, you know, Joseph could have been the most vindictive guy in the Bible. Mm. He, could, he could have been because now. So when I was there, y'all didn't want me. When I was there, you threw me away. But now when you have a need, now guess who you come running to? Huh? Now you need my help. Joseph could have been. I mean, just if you think about that, bro, what do you so what do you think about that? He could have been a vindictive man. But yeah. he, he he didn't like Romans Romans twelve, he didn't let evil overcome him when it could have been easy to let it happen. Yeah, I mean he could have been. I mean, trifling, like just complete, <laughs> just complete. I mean, terrible attitude, you know, and and just just he could have let those problems change who he was, mm. you know. But he took a step back. Ooh. And he and he he relied and trusted in God to get him where he needed to go, right? I mean, I don't think anybody. If you let's just say you were you're sixteen, seventeen, and you know you're still you still you might be ornery, a teenager at that point, but you still have some innocence to you. Yeah. And your older brothers are in their twenties, maybe you even younger thirties, beat you up, throw you in a hole, and you don't see them for. 17 more years. How would you not remember that? Oh, exactly. man. And, how, and, and that probably shaped him as a person. It has he, didn't, he didn't let it change his character in his, into basically becoming the villain, basically. He, he became somebody that he, he allowed it to fuel him, and he trusted in God to become a better person. Ooh. And that's what adversity adversity. That's how we can change adversity into a positive. Is you gotta, when you take a step back, when you when you when you take a higher road, you know you take God's perspective. Basically, you you look and you say, "Okay, these things are happening to me, but what what good is going to come from this?" Because mm. you know, 
if, if, we're, if we're living the right life, all things work together for the, for the good for those that are they called according to his purpose, right? So, mm. so if you take that perspective and, and you're thinking, okay, this isn't good right now. Like I, I and I'm feeling it. Like it's the, I'm not I'm in my feelings. I'm hurting. Like <laughs> like in the feels. I, I'm in the feels. Yeah, and I'm hurting. And and like this is tough. And I gotta go through this. I don't want to wake up tomorrow. It's just it's just too much to deal with. But you take a step back and you say, okay, who who is this gonna make me into be? Mm. When I go back and I tell a story, when I, when I, when this is all said and done, and I go back and I and I'm and I'm reflecting on this. Who do I want? And more importantly, who, who does God want me to be by going through this? Right? Because it builds character. That's it. And, 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 and we even, even in a secular sense, we as humans, we love hearing stories like this, you know, like, like Joseph, where people, they didn't, nobody counted on him. People, people, people didn't, uh, didn't believe in them. They didn't think they were going to be anything in life. And then they, they make something of themselves and they get through the adversity and it built so much character in them that they're a better person for it. And so if you take that perspective and you endure, you endure persecution, you endure uh, just regular hardships of life, you endure uh, being mistreated, you endure all this stuff, and you do it with a happy attitude, you do it with a, with a, with a good attitude and a good perspective, it's going to, it's going to make your character so much stronger mm. and, 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 and not like a boastful way, but in the humble way, like you, you just become a better person by going, through, by going through trials and tribulations, bro. Okay. Now we're cooking now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So think about, think about what, what you just said about, you know, you gave that example of Joseph's brothers throwing him in the pit. And obviously, like you said, I, I love that example of as a teenager, how that probably shaped him and how that could have, shaped him but -hmm. think about even at a young age to to an older man in his 30s we we almost when we go through adversity in our lives and and let's kind of make this personal application even for us as christians sometimes adversity and we can look at example after example in scripture adversity comes from everywhere adversity can come from uh, from the outside adversity can come from school adversity come from, can come from your home and sometimes based on example from scripture adversity can come between christians so so now what what is that what do we do so when that adversity hits like you said i love the question that you asked what are you going to let fuel you are you going to let who you could be and what this is building fuel you or are you going to let the actions of what others have done mold you and shape you into this vindictive bitter person because i I love what you said bro we have a choice you know Mm -hmm. we we have a choice what are we gonna let what's happening how am i gonna let this shape me because in the end no matter no matter what is happening in the end i'm gonna be responsible for it so whether whether i let it you know shape me for good or whether i let it shape me for evil it was my choice oh man dude that's crazy that's right. That's crazy. But think about this. And when you talked about um, this endurance, isn't it interesting that the scripture mentions that word so many times? You know, endure. You know, I think about Hebrews chapter six, Hebrews six, verse uh, verse 15, where it mentions. And so after that, he had patiently endured 
talking about Abraham, he obtained the promise. You know, I think about Job enduring. I think about Paul in Philippians and Galatians and First and Second Corinthians telling the congregation to endure. You know, in order to overcome, you know, you're not going to overcome something overnight. You know, it's going to take a little bit to endure how to overcome this evil because it, it's difficult. It's tough. But I want you to look at this text, Cole. This is crazy as we studied this together last week. Look at Matthew chapter uh, 7 real quick. Matthew chapter 7, and I want to look at verses 7 and 8. Now, many times when this is explained, now remember, what's our main point here? We're talking about how to overcome adversity. So in Matthew 7, Jesus is talking about judgment here, right? Judge that you be not judged. So, but this this whole text is always taken out of context, Cole. Because many times they take this as um, like personal judgment. But notice he's saying here, so as we break this down, he mentions, why behold the mote that is in your brother's eye, but you consider not the beam that's in your own eye. Okay. So then he mentions, um, thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam that's in your own. Um, then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote that is in your brother's eye. So then you got people that have so many problems focusing on the little problems of others, okay? But now verse 6, this is where he ties it all together. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn them again and rend you. So whenever holy is mentioned and pearls are mentioned, that's symbolism for the word of God. So give not that which is holy unto those that are going to trample it. Give not that which is holy unto those um, that'll trample it under their feet. So here's what he's saying here. So he said, if you got people that are constantly looking at the beam in your eye, rather than looking at the moat in your eye, rather than the beam that's in theirs, if you give them something that's holy, the word of God, they're going to trample it because they're not going to change themselves. Even if you're right, they're only going to see you as the problem. That's crazy, right? So as as we talked about this, Cole, he's saying here exactly what you just said. You can let other people fuel you for for wrong. But then verse seven and eight. But how so Lord, so how do I how do I help my brethren? How do I continue to help those that are in need? How do I continue to teach people that don't want the word of God? Verse six. You keep asking for wisdom. You keep seeking for wisdom on how to handle it. You keep asking how to handle the situation. This is how Joseph overcame adversity. When he did the right things and other people trampled on him, verse 6, did Joseph ever let that change him? Nope. Never did. So now, how did Joseph get through those times in jail? How did Joseph get through those lonely nights? How did Joseph get through those times when people forgot him? How did Joseph forgive his brothers? How did Joseph forgive those that hurt him? And threw him away and cast him away. He got through by asking God's help. That's mm -hmm. what this is about, bro. Mm -hmm. This is about when things happen, ask the Lord, how do you want me to handle it? Rather than what do you want me to do to them? That's crazy. Exactly. That's crazy as you look at that. Exactly. And the thing is, it, I mean, with Joseph, it was probably even tougher for him because he didn't have he didn't have the full word of God like we Ooh, did. Yeah. You know what I'm he yeah, didn't have yeah, it. Yeah. He had to trust God 
in, in a time where it probably was a lot harder to trust God. Mm. You think about that. I mean, you got that's a that's even a perspective that we can take learning from Joseph. No, one hundred percent. Because we have we have the revealed scripture. I mean, I mean, Paul talks about the mystery that yeah. is to be revealed. We have the mystery that's revealed, and it's it's the full word of God in in, in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. The story. See, Joseph was in the middle of it, as he was. You know, he was in the he was in the beginning of it, right? <laughs> Way back in Genesis. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. So he was he was just getting the story started, just getting the ball rolling in, in God's divine plan, right? And but but he still came over, he overcame those adversities through trusting in God mm. and, and 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 becoming and and being an outstanding uh, uh individual. And that's why he was able to. Because if you let if you let things change let's say you let's say and this is probably this has happened many times probably over over the course of history and even in our our time if you uh if something happens to you and you interpret that as being and, and you just say this is god doing this to me why is yeah. god doing this to me hey well we know we have the book of Job. it might not be god doing it to you that's it, it. might be it might be the satan you know, uh, God didn't do that to Job. It was Satan. He allowed it to happen to to uh, for us to learn through Job's experience. Mm. But and see that's and that that right there is how we can take a better perspective. Is we realize, well, hey, Job went through a lot of a really bad adversity. He all his family died in one day. His entire business was decimated in one day. His entire livelihood, and not only just like. Oh, he was just getting by. He, this man was the wealthiest person probably in that whole uh, yeah. region. So, I mean, just think of wherever you live, the richest person in your city, their entire business uh, going kaploof overnight, right? And, mm. and on top of that, their family dies in a plane crash, except for their wife. And on top of that, they pretty much have to almost separate from their wife. And this was an outstanding person in, in the society. And, 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 and that uh, uh, can make you can make you uh, can make you turn into you know basically a villain you know yeah. somebody somebody that's against God and that's happened we're, we're less things than that great Christians have turned against God because they think that God is doing this to them and it's and and that it's and th- that's how they cope with it. And they've also turned into villains because of what other people have done. Like you just said. Exactly. Somebody, and and they think this person, you know, maybe this person was a, uh, a brother, a brother or sister in the church. And, and, and they weren't, they weren't being the person they needed to be. Right. And they did something to them. And then it causes them to, uh, this individual who, who, who was mistreated. Lose their faith. It lose their they lose their faith. So, but because either either they weren't searching through the scriptures, or they they uh, they were disappointed. They put their faith in people and yeah. not God. Uh, and there, there's a lot of reasons. But but if you if you keep the right perspective, if you if you dedicate yourself to overcoming the evil, to overcoming the adversity, mm-hmm. which is you know the evil that is in the, the adversity. If you if you dedicate yourself to trusting God, and, and the best way to trust in God is to stay in His Word. To 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 be de- uh, devout to His Word, to study it, to get it inside you, 
I know, I know you know this verse, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, uh, verse uh, 111. Mm -hmm. So if, if you stay in it, basically you stay in the race and don't take yourself out of it, basically, then then you'll be all right. You'll get through it and you'll become a better person for it. And you always have to take that perspective. Whatever happens to me, Mm. me me and God are going to figure it out together. And, uh, and I would be better coming on the outside of it, on the other side of it, than I was coming into it. That's it. And, you know, this, that reminds me of a quote. That reminds me of a quote uh, that says, uh, and, and this isn't being irreverent or anything, but it says, if you're going through hell, why would you stop in hell? <laughs> Don't stop. Why would you want to stop in hell? Right? Like, if you're going through a tough time, why would you stop? Why would you stop? You got to keep walking. Yeah, exactly. Keep walking. Keep running. Keep crawling. Whatever you got to do to get through it. But, you know, don't stop in the mess. Why would you want to stop in the mess? Because you know that there's greener grass on the other side. You just got to get through. And and your guide math is the word of God, right? That's it. Oh, man. Okay. So now now this brings up another idea or another thought. (laughs) I, I love where this is going. All right. So remember, we're talking about how can we overcome adversity? So we got to overcome evil. Here's here's my last thing on this, Cole. I think about Matthew 7 or not Matthew 7, uh, Matthew 5, where it mentions bless or verse Matthew 5, verse uh, 7. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. So you brought up you brought up Job. But so you you mentioned everything that Job lost. But here's a part of Job that we don't read as much. Later on in the chapter, you know, really starting, um, you know, chapter 20, 23, 24 to the rest of the chapter, Job actually goes back to his estate where his servants are, where his maid servants are, and they reject him. They they don't know him. They, well, they pretend not to know him. You know, he goes and he goes to ask for help. No one gives him help. So Job could have, like you say, he could have turned himself into a villain because of what other people have done to him. He could have easily done that. And obviously we know what his three friends were saying about him. He, they were trying to find ways to incriminate him when it wasn't his fault. But think about this. In Job 42, here's the major part. Now remember Matthew 5. Matthew 5 just said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So if you look at this, look at Job 42, and I want you to notice verse number, oh, yeah, here we go. Verse number 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So now think about this for a minute. Job goes through everything that he just went through, everything. Everything stayed the same. But what if Job did not pray for his friends? Would Job have obtained mercy, bro? Mm. so now think think about it job could have let everything sometimes sometimes and again i love how the scripture talks about um be angry but sin not don't let the sun go down upon your wrath bro there are people and there are things even among christian people that people have done things to other people and they'll just sit there and they'll just simmer in it if i ever get the opportunity if i ever if i ever get the chance if i ever get or if, if they ever need me or, I mean, you can just simmer in that and you can, you can just wait for an opportunity 
to almost try to one-up them. So Job, when God speaks and God calls Job, he's my servant. Everyone else, you've been wrong. Job could have, uh, so now y'all need my help. I'm not going to pray for y'all. You, you remember the, the times when I was on the ground, when I was in boils, y'all didn't help me out. During my dark days, y'all weren't there for me, but I was there for whenever you guys needed something. But when I need you, you didn't help me. I'm not going to pray for you. Job prayed for his friends. Then that's when God turned the captivity away from Job. So here, like you just said, God was testing Job's character. Can you still love like me even when others don't love you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that is... It's, if you want, if you want to test yourself right there, that's that's one way to do it. That's it. But that's something that that's adversity that we have to overcome. We have to, if we want it, because we can start when when little stuff like that happens, we can start to change into somebody that we're not or that we shouldn't be at least. Oh man, you got anything else on that before we move on to our second point here? I would just say, you know, on on the tail end of this, we started talking about more about like people, things people can do to you. Yeah. Things people people lashing out at you, people not acting like uh, a Christian brother or sister that they should be, and you know, just with that, I think we need to we need to have the right perspective on that. We need to be forgiving people. You mm-hmm. know, we need to be forgiven. We need to be ready to forgive, and that will give us an abundant life. That's it. You know, um, God. That's exactly what God did with us, right? We mm-hmm. killed as a human race. We killed the Son of God. Acts two, and not Acts only two. did the Son of God forgive us, but also God the Father forgave us. Forgave us, because I mean, and and, and Paul talks about this in Colossians uh, chapter three, twelve and thirteen. Uh, he says, "Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, mm-hmm. kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you." So you also must do. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 where you get your great perspective is wow, look what look what Christ has done for me in his forgiveness. I need to have that same attitude when it's something way less, something way less uh serious as killing the son of God, right? <laughs> that's it. If someone has has said something bad about me, if they've tried to ruin my reputation or or if they they didn't uh you know that they've started ignoring me for, for no reason I know. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen, right? Yeah. But we can, we, we not, we may not like it. We might have some problems with that person. We might, we might not want to talk to them. I mean, and that, that's all normal, but, but we need, if they come to us and ask for forgiveness or if we go to them and we ask, Hey, what's going on? You know, what's, why is this, why is this happening? We need to be ready to forget. We, we need to be, even before we go and ask, even before we go, and, and deal with the problem. We need to be championing, our, championing ourselves to mm. be forgivers, right? Yeah, that's because it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to take a one, if you want to take another level deeper. At the end of the day, if you take forgiveness, the whole concept of forgiveness, out of Christianity, you are left with absolutely nothing. Mm. It's a vain religion. It's not worth it. I mean, you take the Bible and throw it in the trash, burn them all. Because if you don't have forgiveness, if Christ didn't forgive us, we can't be redeemed. We can't do anything. It's 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 paramount. It is it is the center point. Christ's uh, uh, forgiveness and Christ's willing to die on the cross is the foundation 
of Christianity. So we need to cherish that in our character, you know, that we have that That's it. as we're going through it and be forgiving people. We need to forgive ourselves, not only other people, but also ourselves for when we make mistakes. Yeah. And in the end, we need to trust in God and get through it. Man, uh, that's a perfect way to end that one. Oh, man, oh, yeah. that's that's good. That's 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 great stuff. So learning to overcome adversity, all of that that was mentioned through scripture and what we talked about, that's a part of overcoming evil. So again, there's there's things that we have to do to get better. So as we move to the second point here, as we're as we're developing this idea together, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real, and then you can support the podcast there. We have a few supporters there already that give monetarily. Uh, we're so thankful for you guys. Um, and so if you would like to be a monetary supporter of the podcast, you can visit anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real and support the podcast there. We appreciate it. All right. So point two. So how do we overcome adversity? How do we do it, Cole? So the first thing that we, we have to overcome evil. Second, here's another component that that develops more into this idea. We have to overcome fear. We have to overcome fear. You know, fear it's something that can keep us stagnant in life in in our regular lives, but also as we're walking this Christian walk, if we're afraid, we won't do things that we know we should do. So I'm reminded of Moses in Exodus, right? He's in Midian. He has a wife. He has a job. Things are going well. And God says, no, I want you to go back to Egypt. Moses spends almost an entire chapter telling God, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I can't go. You know, I, I think about, you know, this example that we're looking at here in Numbers chapter 13. You know, the, the 12 spies go and they spy out the land. Ten come back and ten over-exaggerate. Well, we're like grasshoppers to these guys. We, we, can't, <laughs> we, we can't take think – about, think about that. I've always thought about that. Think about how scared they must have been to say we're grasshoppers in the, in the sight of these guys. But then Caleb and Joshua are the only ones that said, no, we can overtake it. They're like bread to us. We can overtake them. So, Cole, when you think about this this idea of overcoming fear, how can the Christian overcome this concept? You know, this is actually I looked at I looked at the notes you gave me before the the podcast started, and I was like, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this point. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this point because just here recently, I mean, the last four or five months, I have gotten a a much better perspective on fear, um, and I actually heard it on a different podcast on a, on a, it was actually on a real estate podcast. I know we were talking about that before we got on, but talking business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this, this concept of fear is so misunderstood about people. And honestly, I have, I've actually, I did a, a Bible class at a, a church um, on, on, it, it wasn't just on this topic, but it included this topic. And so, uh, and it was, uh, I'd like to go through, ask you a couple questions that we can do a kind of like a little exercise Ooh, okay. um, uh, about, about fear, uh, because I, I pulled up my notes and I was like, this is going to plug perfectly into this. I, I mean, literally all my notes are going to plug perfectly into this point. So I want to ask you about fear. What are some characteristics that you, uh, that you can come up with about fear? Okay. Some, some characteristics about it. Of, of fear of the, of the, of the emotion of fear. Okay. Um, sweating. Okay. Um, tears at times, maybe. Okay. These are physical characteristics. That's pretty good. Um, maybe like that cold chill that you get too. 
Yeah. When you, yeah, that cold chill for sure. I say those three. What mental environment are you in when you're Ooh, fearful? Mental environment. Um, I would almost say second guessing. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Uncertainty. 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 And so there, that's what we're thinking too. Yeah. When when there's when there is the more uncertainty you have in life around anything, the more chance or the more opportunity there is for fear to set in, right? Mm. So, so, and you like, you got nervousness, you got sweats, you got the cold sweats, you got, sometimes you got tears. You're like, I don't want to go through this. Yeah, you I don't, don't want to go through. I don't, I don't know what to do. Right. right? So there was an illustration. There was a, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it might've been Simon Sinek. I, I saw a video and he said, there was a study done. Uh, and, and, and these people went and they, they uh, interviewed athletes, like high performing Olympic athletes pro athletes before their games before like some of their biggest performances in their career and they okay. said how are you feeling right now how are you like how are you feeling as an athlete and the athletes said you know some of them said uh i'm really 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 nervous right now i'm really nervous you know and they ended up actually performing worse and then the other one said I'm actually really excited. I'm anxious to get this game started. I'm really eager. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Now, if you think about it, the same feelings for nervousness and, uh, and excitement is really the same emotion, but yep. they described it differently. They described it, I'm either excited, which is positive, or I'm nervous, which is a negative connotation. So we have to ask ourselves, are we interpreting the feelings we're having, like the physical feelings we're having? Are we interpreting them properly? Mm. Are we interpreting it in a way that serves us as, 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 as humans and as Christians? Or are we interpreting our emotions in a way that cripples us and, and pushes us deeper into adversity? So now the next question is, and you don't have to answer, this is more like a rhetorical question, but have you ever done something that you were afraid to do? and so i'm sure we all have everybody's done something that they i really don't want to do this but i got to do it right yeah or i really don't want to do this but you know uh it's going to happen either way and you know (laughs) even if i don't want to do it's going to happen right Mm. so you are afraid to do it you did it now think back uh think back what did you feel after you did it Mm. right you were like okay that wasn't that bad (laughs) I wasn't that bad. I was overhyping it. I was over. I was overhyping it. I was overthinking it. I was, yeah. you know, it wasn't that bad. I, I got through it. Hey, I, I might've made a couple mistakes, but I got through it. Right. So <clears throat> when we experience the fear emotion, when the emotion of fear, we can, we can think of it in two ways, right? We can think of it as, man, I don't know what to do. This is going to, this is going to, this is going to take me out. Like I'm so, <laughs> it's I'm take so me anxious. Out. <laughs> You, you might you might not be able to sleep at night, all this stuff. Or you could say, hey, like this is my this is my brain telling me I need to get I need to hunker down and go. Like, yeah. I need to hunker down and I need I need to put the jets on and I need to get into go mode and I need to do whatever got, it needs to be done and get it over with. And maybe not even get it over with. Maybe I need to get out, get into it and excel in it. Right. Mm. So it, that that's a pr- very practical way of looking at it. But it's the same emotion. So we either have, we either feel danger or we feel determination to get through it, right? So there's your alliteration right there, danger or determination. So you either feel danger and you run 
or you feel determination and you fight, right? So it's the fight or flight, right? So we have to interpret our fear emotion properly, right? Because a lot of these emotions are the same, like passion and anger. Anger is negative. Passion is is good, right? So those are those are a lot of the same. Uh, those have a lot of the same emotions, but we use them in different connotations, right? So, um, so fear is one of the greatest adversaries of a happy and successful life. Whatever you're doing, if you have too much fear and you let it cripple you. You're not going to have a successful and happy life. Oh man! Right. So if you're afraid of failing, afraid of anything, you'll never. You're going to have. You're not going. Yeah. So you need to think about fear in a, in a positive way. Fear is something. It's an emotion there to serve you. It's not there to cripple you. Fear is something. Now, obviously, you you need to use your your brain to, to right. know. Okay, this is not like if you're going to jump off a 200 foot cliff. Maybe you don't do that, right? <laughs> I have no. But idea. If you're going to. Right. But if you're going to do something that's not going to take you out completely, maybe it's a good thing to say, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Mm. Right. Okay. So, and, and, oh, here's the thing. and here's the thing. Now we're going, now we're going to get into the scriptures. Okay. And okay. You, the, 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 the scriptures become real. It's about to become real. Right <laughs> it's about to become now. real. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn over to first Corinthians chapter 13, first Ooh. Corinthians chapter 13, verses 13, verse 13. And Paul is writing to us, and, you know, this is the great love chapter, right? Right. So uh, at the very end, he goes, now by faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So fear is overcome by faith, is overcome by hope, is o- overcome by love. So let's break it out. So faith, it sustains us currently. In our present life, faith sustains us currently. Okay. Hebrews uh, 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped hope for. for, the evidence things of seen. things not seen, right? So mm-hmm. we have evidence through faith, right? We have evidence uh, of, of, of sustaining, right? That of a sustaining nature. Evidence. And you, think, you can think of it like this. Um, can you see physically a thought like when you're thinking can you see your thoughts right like i can't you're thinking right now i can't see your thoughts forming right but i know you're thinking so faith though is an observable and active thing it's not just a thought right right so faith involves doing so the evidence that faith gives are the actions that we take right so so that's how it sustains it. So our actions sustain us currently through faith, which is the evidence, right? The 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 the, uh, the actions we take are the evidence of faith, and so that's how we can get be sustained in our current life. Now, the next one, hope. Hope anchors us eternally. Um. So Hebrews six nineteen. This hope we have as an anchor as an for anchor. the soul both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. So, um, and this is a great illustration. I didn't come up with it. It blew my mind when I heard this. Okay. Absolutely blew my mind. So, Alan Webster, I'm sure a lot of people might know Alan Webster. He was uh, preaching a sermon a few months ago at Forest Hill Church of Christ in Memphis, Tennessee. I was there. That's That's where I attend church. 
And he was talking about hope and this exact verse. And he says, hope is an anchor which enters the presence behind the veil, right? Right. So if you think about an anchor, if you think about that visually, we have us and we have the throne room in heaven. And that's where the anchor goes, right? Well, if you think about, if you take a step back, an anchor um, about, if you think about what it normally does, it's for a, uh, for a ship. And they put the anchor down and they get on like some rocks or whatever down in the, in the bottom of the ocean. And, and the anchor goes to the bottom of the ocean and, and the, the rope goes up and connects to, uh, to the ship, right? Right, right. Well, what, what's being described in Hebrews 6.19 is the opposite. The anchor is not going down, it's going up. The anchor is anchored in the throne room of God. Think of the anchor in your mind as being like wrapped around god's throne right Ooh. and 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 the and us at our vessel our vessel our body our soul our is holding on to the other end of that rope going into heaven right but we have the choice to let go or keep holding on <laughs> you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying so yeah yeah when, yeah. He, when he did that i was like this is mind-blowing i never thought of it. i mean i knew it but i never thought of but it you like never that. thought of it that, yeah but, like so so our faith sustains us currently our faith sustains us currently and holds us to the rope and the rope anchors us with hope for our eternal destiny right so we have to make sure we're holding on the rope that is holding on to the anchor that's that's that is stationed in the throne room of god that's crazy in heaven and how you do that with faith, your actions, and, and remember we're, the, the the greater perspective here is we're overcoming fear. We're That's overcoming it. fear, so we we're doing things. We're doing we're acting out our faith. You know, James tells us that uh, it's not by faith only that we're saved. We actually have to work and do so, uh, and we do that with faith and hope. Now let's take it one step further. We we got one more left. We got love. So love. Our faith sustains us currently. Hope anchors us eternally. Love changes us permanently. Mm. Permanently. So love, love is a commitment-based emotion. I mean, I, I, I don't know. This, we, we, we say this sometimes as a joke. They say, you know, I like them or I love them, but I don't like them. Right. You know, even somebody might be making you angry. Man, I love them, but I really don't like them right now. Right. You can love someone and not like them and right. you can like someone and still and, and still love them. It's a commitment. It's, it's right. based on commitment. Right. There's times I'm, I'm sure if we if any of, of people out there with siblings, you know, you can love your sibling, but really hate them in the moment. Right. So like I've, I've, I've definitely been in my with my sisters. I've definitely been in the moment where I did not like my sister, but I, I don't think I've ever stopped loving, them, you know, mm. They're, Cause they're my family. Right. And right. it's cause I'm committed to my family. Right. And I, and I, and I'm in this life with my family. So I'm committed to them. But if we look at first John 4, 18, first John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. 
we love him because he first loved us. Mm. That brings it full circle. That brings us full circle because if we're fearing, if we are, if we are letting fear like cripple us, if we're letting fear get a hold of us, that means we're not letting faith sustain us. It means we're not letting hope anchor us, and we're not letting love change us, and we're not letting, uh, we're not, we're not letting uh, uh, God, we're not putting our trust in God. See what I'm saying? This because crazy. we love Him because He first loved us. We're committed to Him because God never, ever, 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 ever gave up on us. Right? Oh man, we always, we always have been uh have been in the uh receive receiving committed love from God. We've never stopped. God's mm-hmm. always loved humankind. Always. Even even in some disappointing times, even when 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 the Israelites disappointed him, even when they were in captivity and he had to go to exile, he still loved them. Still. He was working for them. He was always on their side. Even, even if when he they, had to discipline, oh, even if he had to, even if he had to do some things he didn't want to do, you know, as our, as our creator. So if we take that perspective and we, we act in the same way God acts, being faithful, being, being hopeful in our Christian walk and loving others and loving God and being committed to others, uh, being committed to people in the world and bringing the gospel to them, being committed to our brothers and sisters and being committed to our relationship with God, we're going to have an abundant life. And, and, and we're going to have a a, a, a a successful life. No matter what you do, that will be a successful life. Bro, that was, okay. That, <laughs> that's crazy as I looked at that. Because when you think about that anchor example in verse 19, you always think of it going down. Because right. we just see anchors like going like in the depths of the sea. Right. But we never see it's the anchor of the soul. And the soul's not supposed to go down. Exactly. The soul's supposed to go up. Right. So then, and the crazy thing that you just mentioned about uh, 1 Corinthians 13, which, by the way, I'm preaching this on Sunday. I mean, I'll give credit, but I'm preaching this, I'm preaching <laughs> this Sunday. But verse 20, so faith, hope, and love, right? And so you broke all those, all three of those down. But we'll look, look, look at verse uh, 20 of Hebrews 6. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus. So the Hebrews writer has given us the example. So Jesus was the one that showed us how to do it because he lived like us. So his soul, no matter no matter who betrayed him, no matter who hurt him, no matter who spit upon him, his soul was always anchored because he was the forerunner. Even right. made a high priest forever, the order of Melchizedek. How do we overcome fear? It's right there. It's been there. It's been there the whole time. We look at the forerunner. We read the scriptures. We have to look at him. Stuff. Oh, man. That's perfect. That's, oh, that man. Is, that is oh, and, man. Yeah. And let me tell you, another part of love, another part of, of, of faith, hope, and love is being committed, being committed to the Christian walk, holding on to the rope, so to say, of the anchor. Hold on to the rope of the anchor of the soul. That's part of the act of love in our lives. Holding on of, to the anchor. Hold on to the anchor. Literally, that's, honestly, put it on a t-shirt, put it on a hat, hold on to the anchor, man. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> hold, <laughs> wait, hey, what are you doing today? I'm holding on to the anchor. I ain't letting go, man. That's so, it, I'm holding. I'm holding on. So Because 
that's 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 what's going to get you home to heaven right heaven's our home so whatever we have in in this life whatever goals we have everything don't let go of the anchor all your dreams and desires you want to have if you and you want to accomplish in this life go for it but don't ever let go of the anchor of the soul mm. you see as, as long as you don't ever let go um it's, it's going to be okay you can you can accomplish all you want in this life but if you let go of the anchor uh, you know, man, that's, 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 that's the worst life you could live. You can, you, you could accomplish every, everything you wanted and from a physical and, and secular, materialistic, whatever, financial, all that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, but if, unless you let go of the anchor. All right. Oh, oh man. So, Dude. So tomorrow, the crazy thing is I'm doing another podcast tomorrow. Oh, well, it's mine, but with someone else about love, we got to bring this up because when, when you talk about it, you know, our relationships with everybody else, I mean, family, special relationships, you know, brethren relationships, our relationships with everybody else is predicated off how how hard I hold on to God's anchor. So yeah. like you said, so if I'm not holding on, the one time you do something against, you know, someone else or the one time you fail somebody or the one time, oh, well, you're done. Well, wait a second. What if God did that to me? You know, like what if God did that? So Notice what God is telling us to do, even from John 17. We want them to love like we love. We want them to be unified like we are. So the way that they hold on to us as the anchor, right, the Trinity, we want them as followers of us to hold on to each other that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, so now, bro, this challenges us. This challenges us, man. What do we see sometimes? Love is the golden chain that binds. That binds. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, love binds us. Bind us together, Lord, right? Love binds us. But we wild. all have shared experiences through hope and faith, right? This is why it's, it's, it's gotten, it's, hey, hey, the scriptures just became real. Right? It just got real. It just got real. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, so now, so if we make some application for us, maybe, maybe, the things in our lives and our relationships with each other and even our relationship with ourselves and God, maybe it's not where it needs to be because again, like you said, we're, we have to look at us first, right? We got to look at us. Maybe it's not the way it's supposed to be because I've been letting go of the anchor for years or I've been slipping or I haven't been looking at him. So the, the, the closer that I am to Christ and the closer I am to knowing him and trying to replicate his love, the better I'm going to love, you know, my friends, my brethren, my family, future wife, all those things. But it starts with us now, right? Today, we have to start holding on today. Exactly. And remember, this is all to the point of overcoming fear. That's it. Right. So, so if we want to take another, another direction, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned like family, your future wife, your future family, your future children. Let's just say you're going through something. And you're you're getting fearful, right? Let's say you're on that journey of finding your woman, finding your family, being able to being able to have a family, right? And there's some fear getting in the way, right? Is it even without even without your significant other, your future significant other in the picture? Right. Is it loving? Is it loving your family? Is it loving your future family to let the fear get in the way? You see what I'm saying? Right. 
if you are, if you are, if you let fear get in the way, you know, in a sense, it sounds kind of harsh, but you're not a loving person. That's Unless it. it's like a real fear. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If, if you're, if you're letting something that's not this should where you shouldn't be fearful about get in the way, number one, you're not loving yourself, which we are indirectly commanded to do. Uh, because love your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not loving other people around you, right? Because if, if, if it's something that's, that's that's going to affect other people around you, which almost everything you do in your life does, right? if it's something that's going to affect others and it's something positive and you're letting fear get in the way because you're fearful, you're uncertain, are you really acting out of commitment, out of love? right no like you need to be committed to to this life you need to be committed to living the best life you can for god for others for your family like if you think about it like if you if you get so fearful of going into a new job let's just say this is an example you get so fearful of going into a new job but that job is going to provide some security for your future family you might not even have a girlfriend but but that that job is going to provide uh, security for you and your future family, but you don't even want to go in. Like, ah, I'm not gonna take it. I'm not gonna take this job. I'm just gonna go work at McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> and you're letting that's an that's an extreme, exaggerated example. But you're you're letting fear stifle your love. Remember, First John four eighteen. There is no fear in love, right? Perfect love casts out fear, right? Mm. So, you, you, and that's how you take a long view on life. Think about your whole life in its aggregate. You might not know the, the details, but you know, at some point, it, if, if the good Lord blesses you, you, you might be old and, 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 and weak, but you've lived a full life. Be committed to that life. Be committed to the life that, that God's given you, whether it's short, whether it's long. And, and, and don't let fear get in the way of you, of you acting out love, of you acting out your faith, and of you hope, holding on to the anger, right? So uh, mm. that's just... Because you know, we, we it's easy to get sidetracked and just just getting too down in the weeds. But this is all under the uh, the umbrella of don't let fear control you. Oh. You know, don't let don't let negative fear control you. If it's positive, meaning you know, hey, if I jump off this cliff, I might go splat. <laughs> then that, <laughs> to let that control you, right? But if it's something that's that should not, which very few things should control you, right? Yeah. Very few things uh, with fear should control you, unless it's like a legitimate. Fear. And you'll know, you'll know when it's a legitimate fear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fight or flight. It's the yeah. fight or flight. But be default aggressive when it goes to uh when it comes to overcoming fear. Take the shot, man. Mm, dude, Get in there. Get in there and do it. You know, whatever it is you need to do, do it. Be optimistic. You have to have a winning attitude, right? Because I mean, if you're a Christian, if you're if you're a born-again Christian. You've already won it, right? That's what do you it. have to be fearful of, right? Even if you do die, you go to heaven. So even if God's got you, God's got you back. And he's told us, if you're faithful to me, you will have the things you need this life. Oh, so man. There's nothing, to, there's nothing to be fearful of, you know, in, in that aspect. So and take then, it, take it, run with it, right? From verse 16 in First John 4, and this last thing I have on this was, um, like the second part of the verse where it says God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So now why do you think guys like Joseph, like Job, like Paul, like Daniel, like the apostles, 
Jeremiah, all the prophets, and even Christ himself, why do you think they their faith always looks so superhuman to us? I think our answer is right there. It's because they knew, like you said, they knew that they had no fear. They knew it. And they knew they knew who God was. They knew who the anchor was. And they knew because they loved God, God was in them. Mm-hmm. And so whatever happened, no matter what was in their face, no matter what the odds, everything's going to be okay. Maybe that's something we just, and for me, I was just thinking about that as I'm sitting here listening to you. Maybe that's something that I've been lacking too. It's just, if if you know that you follow the Lord, that you're doing what he says, that you're holding on to his anchor as tight as possible, you can do anything that he wants you to do. You can do anything that he wants you to do. That's a part yeah. of his will. It's not a problem yeah. or it shouldn't be, shouldn't be. But we, but because we let fear overtake us, fear becomes a problem. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. For sure. And then, that, then it circles back to the first point. How do you overcome evil? <laughs> right? Over, with the same <laughs> thing. If you, got, if you got a problem and fear is becoming the problem. Okay. We, we know how to overcome fear, but now we now need to understand the bigger problem, put it into perspective. Right, <laughs> so, Bruh, this is mind blowing. Right, okay, I we got to move on. Yeah, we got to go to the other one. This is this is great. All right, so man, how do we overcome adversity? We have to overcome evil. We have to overcome fear. And again, that answer was there: overcome by having love. Right, First Corinthians thirteen. But then number three, here's the last thing that I want to mention here: is we have to overcome the world. But you just answered that question, Cole the Lord has already helped us do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm reminded of first John chapter four, uh, verse four, where the text says, "Ye are of God who God is love that we just read in first John, first uh, John four as well. So ye are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, remember Corinthians mentions that Satan is the little G God of this world. So as bad as things look in your life sometimes, as bad as as things could get for you personally or as you walk this Christian walk or it just seems like, like you say, you know, it seems like every time you're working towards something, you always get knocked down. You always got to start back at square one. But even if that's the case, if if the Lord is in you, then you have overcome this world because God is greater than Satan. That's that's it right there. We have overcome the world but in order to do that we have to know who god is oh man that's right oh it all circles back to what you said it all circles back Mm -hmm. we have to we have to know who god is and we have to be committed once we do know once we once once the scriptures had become real to us that's it that's (laughs) it we we need we need to stay committed right and we need we need to uh uh we need to always be searching for for uh, for God's will through His Word, right? Mm. So we we know a lot of parts of His will, yeah. Right? Um, but there's other things you know that are going through our life. You know, we might have some a loved one that's sick. We might have ourselves. We might be sick. We might have some ailments or some things. We might not know God's specific will will for that situation, right? But we but but we do know is we can learn how to think about it. We can put things in perspective through studying the scriptures, through listening to podcasts like this, through getting our brains and our spiritual uh, side of us engaged in 
the spiritual words of life, right? The spiritual waters of life, you know, through the, through the scriptures. That's it. And here's, here's the last thing I want to mention. Um, You know, when we talk about overcoming the world, you know, obviously in order for the Lord to be in you as, as first John four, four mentioned, you know, you have to know him, right? You have to know, uh, you know, the body, the church, you know, so I think it's always a great thing to uh, to advertise that. So two quick things I want you guys to look at and study for yourself. And if you guys ever have any questions or anything, just let me know. And we can study this together. But I want you to notice th- these two verses here. Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, there's one faith, and there's one baptism. Seven is completeness. There's seven ones there. But notice that text said there's one faith and there's one body and the body is the church. So how do we know what the right, how do we know? How do we know anything that belongs to you? It bears your name, doesn't it? So, you know, wherever you are, I'm in my office. This is Jordan's office. You know, you're at your house. That's put your name there. That's your house. So anything that belongs to you, it should bear your name, right? So, if you doesn't, if you don't believe that's true, on your next check, write my name. <laughs> see, <laughs> see if it goes through. Names mean something. Names mean something. So look at this. Here's the last thing I want to mention. Then I'll pass it to you for your final thoughts, Cole. Romans sixteen sixteen. Salute one another with a holy kiss. So what? What name is that one body? Ephesians four four through six. The churches of Christ salute you. It bears His name. So I challenge you. You know, search, and this is why the scriptures are here, and this is why myself and Cole, this is why we do what we do. We want you guys to search the scriptures as we continue to search them so we can study together and learn together and and help each other to know God more so that we can overcome all this stuff together. So, I mean, that I just wanted to give that quick invitation there, but Cole, do you have anything on the, on these final thoughts as we close about how to overcome adversity? I would say, you know, uh, definitely this is a great starting point that we've given people here um, with the points that we went over, you know, overcoming evil, overcoming fear, and understanding how we overcome the world. And, you know, that's a great starting point. But there's so much more in the scriptures yes. that, that we can glean from, especially especially in the Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. I know those three books. Job, I mean, all of those <laughs> yeah. would help us so much. Just under, understanding how to overcome adversity. Uh, so. Don't 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 let this podcast be the last uh, topic. That's it. Keep searching. That you, that you that you study with on the topic. Get in the, get in the scriptures. Search them for yourselves. Find uh, find the uh, the uh, the scriptures that, that that speak on overcoming adversity. That talk about it. That describe it. And get your mindset right. Right. Get, think about how to overcome it. Because if you enter adversity, because you might not be going through it now, but if you enter adversity with the right mind, mindset. You're going to overcome it that much uh, faster, right? That's it. So that's that's the best piece of advice and best best words I can say is if somebody's going through it now, get your mindset right, get your spiritual mindset right, put your put your minds on things above, not on things below. And, that's it. And then, but if you're not going through adversity, you will be. It's you coming. will be at some point in your life. <laughs> it's coming. You will be for sure. And and uh, and the best way to get through it is to study the scriptures. Let's take this podcast as a starting point. And as a launch pad and get through it and, and, and get your mindset right, get your mind right on it, on the things uh, uh, 
about the topic of adversity and how to think about things. That's it, man. That that was such a great study. I hope you guys enjoyed that. How to overcome adversity. Um, again, there's like Cole said, we just hit an ice cube of the iceberg. I mean, we haven't even. This is like you said. This is just a starting point. It's literally a starting point, but. Hopefully you want to keep developing these thoughts and growing. And again, if you need help, you know, reach out to me through the Facebook page or DM through all those social media accounts or j- just let me know. And, uh, you know, we can study together and we can we can grow because we want you guys to get closer to God as we try to as well. So, Cole, before we get out of here again, um, I gave my, you know, social media and Facebook page. And sometimes our listeners have questions. And when guests are on. You know, sometimes maybe they want to talk to the guest or ask the guest a question. So, you know, if you have, you know, social media or anything, let them know kind of what you have just in case they want to get in contact with you. Yeah, for sure. You can hit me up on Instagram, uh, Cole underscore Bent, B-E-N-T underscore it. The last name is Bennett, so that's a little play on it. So you can, you can, uh, <laughs> that's right, smooth. Uh, you can, you can hit me up there, DM me on there. I've got a uh, public profile, so I don't have to worry about uh, getting a follow requests or anything. So, uh, And then you can hit me up on Facebook at Cole Bennett. Um, I'm from Memphis, so look for the guys from Memphis. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that's, two, that's, that's my two main socials right there. So Awesome. Well, perfect, man. I appreciate you being on, Cole. Um, Lord willing, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast. Depending on how that goes, I may release that tomorrow or I may just wait till Monday to release it. But if I get too excited, I'm pretty sure probably going to release it tomorrow. But you might have back-to-back podcasts, so we'll be looking forward to that. Um, we have more podcasts coming next week uh, with a few more guests. Um, so we're just looking forward to studying with you and growing with you. We're so thankful that you guys are with us and found the podcast. Continue to like, share, and subscribe. And Lord willing, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.